welcome to Bloody Mary's, part one of our two-part Halloween special. In part one, we're reviewing the original 1996 craft, and in the second part, we'll be reviewing the new craft, Craft Legacy, released this year, 2002 or 2020. (laughs) I wish it was 2000. Um... I'm the wizened old hag crouching on your chest as you try to sleep, Sean. And I'm your hideous, hideous twin you keep hidden in a basket, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, we are two queer horror nerds living in Hackney. Our pronouns are they, them, and we are the weirdos, mister. We are the weirdos. <laughs> uh, don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at Bloody Mary's Podcast. That's Mary's with a Z, Z. or a Z for our, <laughs> our, for our Liza's in the audience. Our, <laughs> I was going to say American listeners, oh, but uh, <laughs> uh, also let's do a big thank you for our new theme tune, uh, written and uh, composed and directed uh, by Andrew Milk. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, some content notes for this episode. Uh, these are really more content notes for the film, but we might touch on some of these. But um, there's suicide and self-harm, uh, racism and racist language, uh, scarring and needles, uh, rape and sexual assault, and institutionalization. Um, quite the smorgasbord. And also, as always, spoilers and swearers. Swearers? So, <laughs> so uh, if you intend to see the film, do watch and haven't, do watch it before you listen to the podcast. And you definitely should because it's iconic. You should. So, uh, the craft was released in America in um, the 3rd of May, 1996. We're a lot later in the UK in November. Um, and that was when I saw it as a little 15 year old. And I feel like that, that was more usual that there was a bigger delay between releases. Yeah, I don't think that happens now. I think I guess because it can be leaked. So I wonder what yeah. The, yeah, why it was big delays. Anyway. I was 10 when it came out. So too, I, did, I didn't see it in the cinema. Too spooky for you. Yeah. What rating is it actually? Well, uh, it's a 15. Actually. So I, I, no. I didn't pass for 15 when I was 15. Let <laughs> <laughs> alone when I was 10. <laughs> um, so yeah, the film had a budget of 15 million and actually surprised everyone when it did really well. Uh, I think because it was meant to be like aimed at like girls, and they didn't really know that, that was like an audience that did well. Um, so it made like fifty five point seven million in the box office. Um, I would have known that over half of the population would enjoy <laughs> a film. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway. So actually, um, I haven't heard of this uh, genre before. But anyway, so it said at the time, uh, like yeah, such a dark film aimed at teens hadn't really been done before, and this urban fantasy. I haven't heard of that before. Mm. Um, wasn't in the mainstream yet. Um, the following year, uh, 1997, is when Buffy came out. Um, and then in 1998, it was Charmed. Um, and even Sabrina, which obviously wasn't that kind of like scary or anything. Uh, I, I, that was also a, a aimed at younger than... It wasn't like yeah, a yeah, team yeah, film. Yeah. But that was only released after The Craft came out as well, like uh, mm. the same year, but yeah. Um, I, I, I was old enough to watch Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> Babies are old enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, apparently the original script is meant to be a lot darker and focused on the occult part of the plot and like horror elements were like really amped up. 
to make it really scary. But then when they realised they wanted to sort of reach a like teenage demographic, they tried to sort of like play that down a bit. Um, their aim was to get a PG-13 rating, which I guess would have been like a 12 here, I don't know. Mm. Um, so they turned it down. Um, unfortunately, um, when it got the rating, it actually got rated R, which is 17 in America and 15 over here. Um, and that's because it was uh, girls dealing with witchcraft um, oh, wow. and nothing to do with the other, other content. Yeah. Um, apparently they even tried to argue with the racism, saying that it was wicker and neo-paganism rather than black magic. Uh, it didn't fly, apparently. No. <laughs> so it's like, oh, oh neo-paganism, that's fine. <laughs> Um, so the witchcrafts in the film, uh, for any little uh, cult nerds like myself would, would know, was like a kind of mishmash of real and fiction. Um, they actually had an on-set witch uh, who advised on the, the, the film and the script. Um, That's a pretty had, cool job. Yeah. <laughs> Her name was Pat Devlin. Uh, she's a high... <laughs> Pat the witch. <laughs> Devin, not Devlin. <laughs> Devil eggs. <laughs> uh, she was a high priestess um, and public information officer of the Covenant of the Goddess. Um, <laughs> the, the Coven's outreach team. <laughs> Sounds like really like an officious title. But I am the public information officer. Um, I brought my admin along with me, the witch admin. Um, <laughs> Just need to add it to the witch database. <laughs> So the main thing that always really bothered me with the, the film was the deity, Manon, um, and the fact that he's a god rather than a goddess. Um, I think that's for two reasons. It should have been Womanon. Womanon. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the two reasons it bothered me is obviously witchcraft is like a matriarchal practice. So it's like a goddess-led religion. And um, it felt like that was sort of like a big error or at least like a correction that would have been written by a man because they didn't like the idea of like a big powerful goddess. Um, I think it ultimately kind of undermines the kind of the celebration of like womanhood and sisterhood and like feminism in the in the films for them to be praying to a man and asking for his power. Well, I think I would maybe well we'll get into this later, but I would maybe argue that on a viewing as an older person, I don't think those themes are really present at all. But the other thing is maybe it does play into that because ultimately it's Manon's influence that begins to disintegrate all of those things. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he does come back and fix it all at the end, doesn't he? Oh, but, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pat. Uh, uh, <laughs> Pat Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> Said at the time, um, the reason for the change was that I don't want a bunch of teenagers invoking Hecate when they don't know what they're doing. It's disrespectful. And believe me, if she shows up, you don't know what to do and you don't want her there. Who's Hecate? Hecate's the queen of the witches. Yeah. Um, such a sort of pleasant name. Yeah. Oh, Mrs. Hecate's coming for tea. Yeah. <laughs> but she also admitted that the name Manon came from the script, so it wasn't really within her control, I don't think, to sort of make that suggestion. Mm. Um, Feruza, who plays Nancy, um, is also credited with having lots of knowledge of paganism. Um, and I had a lot to say on the way the film was portraying witchcraft and making sure everyone took it really seriously. Um, she ended up actually buying the occult shop that's featured in the film and owning it um, afterwards. Uh, so is it true that she was working in an occult shop before the film? No. No. She was doing a lot of research and she met the owner um, who was interested in selling anyway and so she bought it. Um, uh, in the featurette that comes with the uh, advanced DVD version, the, the Conjuring of the Craft, 
um, she has some kind of like when she's interviewed, she has the same kind of like weird intensity and borderline scariness when she's talking about witchcraft as she does in the film. And so it kind of I wonder how much of a sort of departure from her real life Nancy actually was. Mm. She seems unhinged. <laughs> yeah, or how um, how much different her portrayal of it was from what the original intention for her yeah. to be was. If you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's also a cringy bit in the same feature where Robin Tunney, who plays Sarah, uh, talks about the beach scene in the film um, and how Farouza's witch friends had said to her that that specific beach was bad and shouldn't be used for ceremonies. Um, and how on the first day of shooting there, Farouza got sick <laughs> and they had to like, cancel the, the shoots. And then the second time they went there, they had all sorts of electrical problems and the sea rose much higher than when they were filming the ceremony um, and sort of like cut out like the electrics um, and all I mean, of which if you are filming on well this is yeah this is what Robin <laughs> goes and says she's like basically well of course if you're on the, on the beach um, the, the sea will move and uh, you know electricity <laughs> and, is, and water <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and even Pat herself said that the ceremony that they did do which is the calling of the corners was a harmless enough ritual to perform on the beach at the time and Pat would know Pat knows everything. Mm. Um, so in terms of Sarah, uh, apparently it was a fairly star-studded audition for the role. I didn't know this until researching. Um, apparently um, Angelina Jolie, um, Scarlett Johansson and uh, Alicia Silverstone went oh. for the role, which is wild. I'm pleased it wasn't Angelina Jolie. Or, like, as much as I love Alicia Silverstone, I got really excited hearing it. I can't imagine her being Sarah. She's too, like... Valley girl, kind of like, I don't know, silly. Um, I've never seen her do like a serious role, like, a, I don't know, like, like, yeah, because, like, you know, Sarah's got like a kind of gravelly, kind of like down to earth sort of voice, yeah. I think, that kind of lends who to was her. Who was the other one? Angeline Jolie? Scarlett Johansson. Oh, well, she's, I mean, Surprised she didn't want to play the black. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> um, the funny thing of the note is says that both Angelina really shout to pass due to role like scheduling conflicts, but they don't say anything about Scarlett. <laughs> so they didn't want her. <laughs> Where, do you know when Ghost World was? Was that after this? Uh, Probably yeah, was. After it that. has to be. Yeah, for mm. sure. I wonder what Scarlett was doing at that time. But she had no idea. Anyway, mm. so uh, when uh, Robin got cast, she'd just come from filming Empire Records, um, where she shaves her head in, in the film. So she had, had like only an inch of hair. Um, so when they had her do the reading, they made her put on a long wig so they could like imagine her in character. <laughs> is she wearing a wig in the film? Yes. It's, uh, so she, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought like the bit where she does the blonde hair, I was like, well, they obviously just put a wig on. But then afterwards, it's like, Oh, actually, maybe that is just a wig well, <laughs> that I she's wearing that anyway. It looks really crappy CGI anyway. I don't think they actually put a blonde wig on her. I think no. they just did some weird lightning effects yeah, on did. the actual wig. Um, and apparently she initially auditioned for the role of Bonnie, um, but they insisted uh, casting her as Sarah. Yeah, and she'd never done like a lead role before, she was, so she was a bit nervous about it. Um, Bonnie, of course, was played by Neve Campbell. Um, who had never done actually a mainstream movie before? This is her first one. Oh, was it? Yeah, and um, she'd uh, she'd only done one season of Party of Five, which is sort of like the other program that sort of made. When was famous. the first screen? Um, well, it's that same year as The Craft, so ah. I, I think the filming must have kind of like maybe even overlapped yeah. a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's that's the next film she was in. I think that's probably what made them super famous. Yeah. 
Um, Rochelle's character was originally written as white. No surprise, really, probably. Um, but Rachel True uh, auditioned and actually, like, in the feature, it says that she, like, lobbied really hard to get the part and she was like, everyone was saying she was too old because she was 30, even though she looks younger than the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, she does. Um, and um, she even got a new, uh, what they call, manager to lobby um, and, yeah, she ended up getting the, the part. Um, the character's original trauma, um, when they were white, was going to be a bulimia and anorexia, um, which I'm glad they didn't go with. Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think it's like so much more important for them to include like racism as an element to be sort of dealt with in the film like this, especially at the time. It wasn't like a thing that was sort of fashionable or dealt with very well. And they didn't do it super well. Um, it's not very nuanced and it definitely could have been fleshed out a bit. Um, Rochelle's character was actually like probably the most underdeveloped compared to the others as well. Yeah. Um, even according to the way that they describe the elements. So like Sarah's earth because she's most grounded. Bonnie is air because she sees things others don't. Nancy is fire because she's passionate and unpredictable. And Rochelle is water because of her love of swimming. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've just had Sarah's water because she's a bit wet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, For her love of swimming. I know, it come up with something else. Um, yeah. Also, sadly, there were some deleted scenes that gave her a little bit more backstory, actually, um, and showed that she was the only black girl in a white middle-class neighbourhood and that she had, like, extremely tight par- uptight parents. Um, tight parents. Tight pa- Her parents were so tight. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that got cut. Um, but what she did say about it was that, um, like, she says, I love it, all these little brown girls everywhere, whether they're black or Latino or whatever, had something to relate to. They came up to tell me that all the time. So I really like that, that there was someone who looked like them in the film. Um, sadly, Rachel True, who played Rochelle, actually got, like, left out of a lot of stuff after the film as well, so... Like, wasn't included in, like, uh, they all went to the MTV Awards and they didn't invite her. What? And, um, and, Just um, duplicating what happens on the, replicating what happens in the film. Yeah. Um, and, um, and apparently, like, it had to be, like, one of the other actresses, like, had to insist that she came along to press junkets because they weren't inviting her. Um, which is awful. <laughs> I guess they could, well, I'm not trying to justify it, but I wonder if they would justify it in their minds as being like, well, you know, the main characters are Nancy and Sarah, and then you've got Neve uh, Campbell. Campbell, who's really well known. But either way, it's just like, if you're going to include Neve Campbell's character, yeah, you have to include uh, Rochelle. Um, I mean, I think, oh, so moving on. Um, oh, that's terrible. Um, I, I know that you just disagreed, and I kind of disagree but with what I'm about to say, but I also disagree with my own disagreement. I think that it's actually kind of quite an empowering film um, in terms of seeing outcasts and weirdos um, sort of acting out their kind of fantasies of escaping, being all like gross and powerless and bullied, um, to being like all supernatural and sexy and in control of their lives. Um, uh, Rachel Chu also comes to the sexy point because there's a lot of them kind of like coming into their sexuality I think in the film um, but yeah she's still on the sexy point 
The more powers we got, the shorter our skirts got. Which is definitely true. Um, Yeah, I think there were a few moments where it was just like, oh, are you all just looking for attention from men? Is that what your ultimate goal is? Yeah. I mean, the only one that really does... Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think Sarah and uh, Bonnie. Yeah, Bonnie. Well, she's she's cock-thirsty. Yeah. so yeah, like um, as I said, like all the characters had their own uh, reasons for escaping, wanted to escape their own situations. I think Sarah's is probably the flimsiest. Um, like for Nancy, it's obviously her poverty and her like abusive stepdad and drunk mother. Um, and for Neve, it's her burn scars, which she's like ashamed of and sort of yeah ruins her self esteem. And Rochelle's obviously got like racist bullies, and Sarah just wants like a boyfriend or something. Yeah. <laughs> And a very specific boyfriend who's already treated her like shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was funny because like at the time I really inserted myself into all four of the characters really like thinking about the different aspects of like being queer and being homophobically bullied and like having really terrible acne and being disgusting um, and like unattractive and wanting boys to notice me and like being a bit of a goth with a tumultuous home life. I was like, this is And unfortunately, and unfortunately none of that's changed. Ah! <laughs> Yeah, I except I've got your acne. Yeah, you've got my acne. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but as with all like uh, boring moralistic tales, um, they can't get what they want. It's like it has to be a case of be careful what you wish for because you might get everything, and it goes horribly wrong. Um, because of course, uh, women being powerful and getting what they want has to have a damaging, horrible consequence in the films. <laughs> Um, I know films have to be written this way, but I just hate this so much that the gang, like, falls out and everything goes icky. It's like, why can't they just, like, go on to become, like, powerful and, like, beautiful and getting everything they want without any need for, like, a comeuppance or a downfall? Mm. It's just, like, yeah, it's Yeah, annoying. and I think, I think some of the comeuppances are really, as it were... <laughs> comeuppances. <laughs> Two comeuppances, please. <laughs> it's been a while since someone's comeuppance to me. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Um, the, some of the comeuppance is like so. I guess so. I'm thinking of Rochelle's storyline where she, the vengeance that she sought on the racist woman, mm. goes so far that she starts to feel guilty for the racist woman, like, yeah. and feels like, like I don't know if that's. And then the extreme of uh, Chris being obsessed with. Um, Sarah, is that he finds her so insatiable that he has to rape her. And it's just like, is that the extreme of love? I'm not sure it is. (laughs) Um, And and the other thing is, for Nancy, she already gets a little bit of a comeuppance before she's even reaped the good bits because her mother is still drinking. Yeah. Um, And it's just like... I just, I think, yeah. She, like, wants to party when they've just arrived and stuff. It's just, it's, it's sad that they just, I don't know, that they just can't keep the nice things and they can't stay friends. It has to become, like, girls infighting and bitching and destroying each other. Yeah, um, I mean, I think there has to be, there has to be some level of peril in the narrative, though, doesn't there? They can't just be like, and then they all got what they want at the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just wish that they could, though. <laughs> like, it's like, the peril could be about some outside threat to them. May, maybe than... you should make a little uh, <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, some random facts that uh, didn't fit anywhere else. Um so Rachel True uh, got into tarot 
after uh, doing this film and so continues to do tarot to this day. Tarot, no, she better <laughs> don't. I saw her interviewed in this film and went, what is this tarot you're interested in? <laughs> <laughs> um, and every draft of the script it says that only Sarah has any powers and that actually the rest of them are just leeching their powers, like leeching her magic mm-hmm. off her. Um, it's unclear whether that's still the case or not, like really, like... You can't tell, I suppose, because mm. they lose all of their powers. It kind of implies that she does take them away. But yeah, it could also be mammal. Mm. Um, apparently there was plans, aside from the, the um, sequel, there were plans to release a direct-to-DVD uh, sequel just focusing on Nancy. Um, however, that was dropped and everybody knows why. Mm. Um, the, the Love Spit Love uh, cover of How Soon Is Now by The Smiths um, was recorded specifically for the film. Um, and then subsequently stolen by Charmed. Um, it's really funny. It's like really like they're just like really cheeky. Like Charmed was even said to inspire the craft. It's like well, yes. <laughs> um, you mean be inspired by? Yes, even said to have been inspired by the craft. Um, so yeah, um, Rachel True mocked um, Aaron Spelling for making the witch and the uh, Charmed sisters calling an excuse not to cast an actress of colour. Mm. Um, I haven't used this, I heard this term before. Have you heard race lift? Uh, I'll use it in the context. Mm. So I quite enjoy it. Um, so the reboot of Charmed, which came out in 2018, I think it's still running. Um, I only watched a few episodes. It's not very good. Um, gave all the sisters a race lift to become Latina. Um, maybe to address that kind of like you know, problem. Yeah. Um, race lift, lol. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, was I? I never really watched Charmed, but from what I know about it, did they always have the cranberries on the soundtrack? Well, the cranberries were like always on it, and actually in Charmed, and even there was an episode where they they start a club. But I think it's called Three, the club. Um, because oh, and the, they literally perform. Yeah, then. the cranberries perform oh, like, yeah. on it. Um, but yeah, it doesn't. No, it hasn't got the organ on. That's the L word. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) That'd be too cool. I know. (laughs) The cranberries is cool. Okay, grandma. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I think it's sort of, like, had, uh, obviously, like, it's endured in its popularity. And it's uh, seen even in Little Mix's video for Black Magic. has lots of references to the movie in terms of just, like, casting spells and changing the colour of their hair and um, by running their hands through it and things like that. so. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's that's all my all my, all my facts that's, for today. Thank you. Can I share a funny with the audience a funny story about the craft? Oh yeah. So Alex and I went to uh, this kind of event that was about the craft, and what we just, are you going to say? Uh, no, not that bit. <laughs> <laughs> and we decided to go dressed as uh, the craft inspired witches. Um, so we went as kind of like um, like kind of sultry schoolgirls witches and. And we, we we didn't stay for long. We ended up going out to a, a club night that um, we knew loads of people at, and no <laughs> nobody realised we were dressed up. Normal, us looking like teenage girl goths. <laughs> so we had to tell people that we yeah. were dressed up. Yeah, actually, just stop, actually. We're actually witches. <laughs> we are sisters. <laughs>
So Sean's already worried that this is going to be a long one, and I think that probably could be true because it is my favourite film, and so I probably wrote too much detail in the notes. So please bear with me um, while I take you through the notes. Long winded. This, this is the second of your favourite films we've done after Creepshow. Oh, that's true, and we've so only done one of yours. We have. Another one. This gives me quite some leverage. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, So, actually, back to the film. Um, But not made this even longer. Um, (laughs) um, So, we start on like some spooky like candles and a pentagram, and like it looks pretty cool. And it's like the the girls, the gals, um, minus uh, Sarah, who's not there yet. Um, chanting, now's the time, this is the hour, as the magic, as the power, um, over and over. It's pretty cool. Um, then cut to like the sky, um, <laughs> and uh, Sarah's on a plane uh, arriving in, where is that? Actually, I know that she comes from Los Angeles, but I don't know where, she, where they've gone to. Anyway. To know. Yeah, just, I want to say Maine, just because that's <laughs> where everything's going. Castle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, like, um, she arrives, the house is all leaky, she sees a snake. Oh, and like a, uh, like a homeless guy, like, busts him with a snake saying, like, here's a snake for you. He's like all mumbly and weird. Yeah, he's quite, he's, his, he's, his character's never really explained, is it? No, it's just um, a random snake mm. guy. Um, <laughs> and, um, so yeah, so then, um, so then she gets scared and the dad comes down and grabs the poker, which is by, by the door, magically, um, and scares him back. Anyway, so then uh, so then cut to her pulling up in the car to the new school. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you don't have to go to school yet. You know, the uniform hasn't arrived yet. And she's like, I'm desperate to go to school. I just love to study. That's not what she says. Um, <laughs> I she, literally don't believe that anyone would choose to make their first day in a new school even more apparent by wearing their own clothes I to, agree. to, to I, a, a uniformed school. It's like a nightmare, like showing up to school in your like, pyjamas by accident or something. Like, it's that kind of level of awful. Like, yeah. I can't imagine it. But she's just like, I'm just bored watching daytime TV and sitting around at home. It's just like, uh, well, that's the best. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so I've been doing the last seven months. Um, the, uh, um, it's interesting, actually, because normally in, like, teeny 90s films... Oh, maybe with the exception of Cruel Intentions. Was Cruel Intentions 90s? Mm, yeah, I think so. Um, the uh, It's rare that you see them all in a uniform, but this is like a Catholic mm. or a Christian school, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, because they have like nuns teaching, don't they? Actually? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway. That's none of your business. <laughs> sorry, that was just habit. <laughs> uh, oh, we do have a laugh, don't we? Uh, <laughs> um, so she walks in, um, and then it cuts to uh, the gals, uh, Rochelle and Nancy and Bonnie, all walking down the corridor looking iconic. Um, and. Um, and one of the main bully guys, just, I just call him like Bully 1, Bully 2, Bully 3, there's just three of them, mm. including Chris. Um, but he's, so we should really call him Bully 1, Bully 2, uh, Chris. Chris. <laughs> Chris, Bully, 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 Chris, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and one of them's got like long, kind of sandy blonde hair. Yeah. And the other one, who says less, has got dark hair. And he's actually in Clueless, that guy is a skater dude. Anyway, so, yeah. Sounds pretty cool. He's a pretty cool dude. 
Um, <laughs> and um, anyway, so um, so he's like, oh, my God, scary bitch alert. Um, it's like, I thought it was Satan. Um, and um, then they go to the Nancy's locker and she's like rummaging around and pulls out a noose, which is like my favorite. Mm, um, <laughs> and they're just chatting. And Bonnie's like, the almanac says tells of a new arrival um and um and then Nancy's like might be my period I, oh yeah like, I, I'm, I'm on the rag or something. yeah yeah <laughs> um so then they go to French class um I think actually only Bonnie's in the French class and I think the rest of them are um why are they not yeah they're only in science class together anyway um so yeah so then like um, one of the bully guys is like says something about how he's like had sex all weekend, and then like mm-hmm. Sarah says some mumbly French insult about like how he's something to do with the window. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he's like the livre, bleh, 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 bleh. Like, the livre is not window. Oh, but he's pointing to the window. Anyway, whatever. I window is fenêtre. Oh yeah, you're right. Livre is book. Yeah, it is. I think it was some, what's the sky? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Really... Le, le sky. Uh, le sky. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's still saying he's talking bullshit in French. Um, and then he's like, oh, you skanky troll or something. Um, <laughs> le, uh, le, le skanky uh, troll. <laughs> in French, sir. <laughs> um, and, then, um, and then she goes on to then just like, hold a pencil up and do this magic thing where it kind of like is drilling itself into the table without her mm. touching it. And uh, Bonnie looks over and goes, <laughs> <laughs> well, I yes. can't even move an impression. It's like really. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> she's, like, she's just a bit short of breath. Yeah. <laughs> Help. <laughs> 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 and then she's sick everywhere. <laughs> Which uh, distracts Sarah <laughs> from her magic pencil boom. Um, <laughs> and the pencil falls to the floor. Um, so, cut to science lab uh, featuring science nun as the teacher. Um, and, uh, sister science nun. Sister science nun. <laughs> teacher. Um, and, um, and Bonnie like, scurries over to them and is like, oh my god, she's the fourth, she's the fourth. Um, and I said, eh, I don't know, I hate everyone. Um, and um, she arrives and tries to sit with them. She's like, hey guys, can I sit with you? I need to find a lab group. And they just all stare at her, don't speak. And she goes, oh, okay. And as she's walking away, Bonnie's like, oh, you got to. She doesn't care. Um, Bonnie is actually really, um, like, warm to her at first, mm. more so than the others. And they That's have, like, quite a, true, almost like a flirty actually. relationship. To well, also, with. it's kind of self-serving because they want a fourth and she's obviously very magical. Mm. Um, uh, but anyway, so then she she's sad and sits somewhere else. Um and um, uh, so then she goes, well, then it comes to lunch break and Chris, this is the arrival of Chris, uh, he arrives and starts chatting her up um, and um, and she goes like, oh, like, it's a bit mean to him. And then he's like, why are you being so mean? She's like, oh, I've just got my back up. Loads of people being really mean to me. Um, first that guy in the French class and now there's some girls as well. And he's like, what girls? And he looks over and he's like, oh, the bitches of Eastwick. Um, and um, and she's like, oh. And then he like gives them a little backstory about how like Nancy's a slut and uh, and <laughs> Bonnie's covered in scars. Like that's the reason you shouldn't be friends with someone. Um, and um, and then uh, 
Yeah, then like invites her to come and watch him play football. Like, and also, Rochelle likes swimming. Yeah, oh, Rochelle does like swimming, so that's the one thing we definitely know about her. So watch out. <laughs> uh, Rochelle is also there. <laughs> um, Rochelle doesn't have a developed character storyline beyond her blackness. Rochelle opens the door, like white noise comes out. Oh. <laughs> Um, so anyway she takes the piss out going to watch football but then she actually does and she's just watching through the fence and um, and this is when the gals all approach and Nancy's wearing an iconic PVC trench which I am still obsessed with this day my little sad like raincoat that I wore the other day was an homage to that I thought it was um, but <laughs> sadly it's like, like a bit like a bit <laughs> <laughs> um, drag on a dime <laughs> depop drag um, anyway so um, so yeah so then uh, the gals invite um, her to go shopping and she's like I don't have any money and he's like don't worry about it it's a five finger discount which is also a lie because she pays for something later yes mm. exactly a, a flat out lie what a dick so this is where we establish she's a liar and a dick <laughs> and, and not to be trusted <laughs> Um, so yeah, so then they go to the magic shop and she, they're just like browsing and, um, and we should say for those who haven't seen it or have no intention of seeing it, it's like an occult shop, not like, um, like, oh, yeah, like, not like, like, <laughs> like sneezing powder and <laughs> fart spray those noses with the glasses and moustache attached. Magic noses. <laughs> um, uh, no, yes, it's an occult shop with all like candles and things and there's the, the shop owner is doing some hand magic with a candle when they arrive. Yes. It's very erotic. Um, so the little brows in and like Bonnie tells uh, Sarah to pop a book in her bag. She's like, no, I'm not going to. Um, and uh, that's not the voice. Uh, but anyway. Um, <laughs> She's so... also in uh, <laughs> the Queen bit. <laughs> nah. In Morford. <laughs> Get me a pint. Um, anyway, and then... Um, so she's like, no, and then she's like carrying it around. And then the, the woman, she tries to go into the forbidden area at the back of the shop, which is like a flimsy curtain. She's like, <laughs> she literally like grabs her by the wrist in a kind of vicious way. Yeah. It's like, you're not allowed And it's like, if you care about the security of the forbidden space, <laughs> maybe erect something a little more permanent and less easy to, sort of, to drift away in the breeze than a little curtain. <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, you're going to pay for those? And she's like, yes. And she's like, not like her friends. So this is where the lie is revealed. She has money to pay mm. for things. And she buys like five candles and two like books. a stack of books. And yeah. it's just like, and she's like, I don't know anything about this stuff. And it's just like, what, if I were, why are you buying this? <laughs> like, what, where's this coming from? Oh, yeah. This is, so I kind of missed out the whole point that she's like, what the fuck are we doing here? And they're like, yeah, we believe in this. And she's like, do you? Um, but then she buys all the books. Anyway, so... Um, they leave, and then suddenly it's nighttime, um, and they're in this area of downtown, wherever they live, um, and it's suddenly like a insane, like like a festival of like insane people, like and homeless people, like just moving around, and they're like they're all like terrified, and like and she's like, keep your head down, like walk, 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 and then Snake Man arrives, and she's like. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, and she runs into the road and the gals are all over the other side already and they all stare at him and then a car hits him and then he's like chasing her though isn't he he's yeah he's like I had a dream about you're gonna die you, you were dead in my dream oh, yeah. 
Um, and like, I've got a snake for you. I think she um, just said, oh my God, why are you so obsessed with me? Oh my God. <laughs> Can you be my new boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Free snakes for life. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, it cuts to the gals all stare at him and he gets hit by a truck. Then they all run out like way giddily, like laughing. Like, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> and they hang out on this sort of like leftover sofa that's in the middle of a park. And they're just like, Leftover. Leftovers. <laughs> Comfy leftovers. Um. Oh, I'll sit. I can't finish this. I'll sit on it later. Um, but yeah, so they're all like super giddy about the fact that they've, they think they've magically killed this homeless person, which is a bit mean. Um, and um, and yeah, that like it's. But it's I, I was a bit unclear on this. Do they think that they're responsible for that? Yeah, because they're like talking about how they all concentrated and they all thought it, and then it happened, which is a bit weird because obviously it was a car. It's I mean, not it's like, also, if it was if, something like that if, fell from the sky. I like, also think if someone's standing in the middle of a very busy road refusing to move, then at some <laughs> point, no matter how hard you concentrate or not, they're probably going to run into some yeah. sort of mischief. I would tend to agree with you there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, anyway, so they're all convinced it's them, uh, uh, but yeah, so. Um, Anyway, so then uh, she gets a bit freaked out by it all and runs away. And she's like, run away! And Nancy's like taking the piss out of her. Um, anyway, so then uh, she cuts to her, like, obviously a few days later because she's got a uniform on now. Mm. And she's on the roof of some building hanging out with Chris and uh, some other people who walk past saying bye. Um, and um, they're being all flirty and talking about the size of heads for some reason. Tiny heads and big heads. Um, and, um, and they're like, hee 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 hee. So, yeah, so then uh, they're all like being silly. And then he's like, oh, come back to mine. Uh, kind of implying they're going to do it, I think. And she's like, no, no, I'm going to go home. I'm tired. Um, and then he gets all like weird and pissy and like, well, fine, fine, I suppose, fine. And she's just like, what are you annoyed? He's like, nope, nope, it's fine, nope, nope. Uh, cuts the next day, she's at school. And the science lab. Which also shows that his capacity to feel entitled to sex isn't just a result of her magic. He already has that. That's true. He was already inherently rapey. So, yeah, so the next day at school, uh, she's waiting in the science lab for Nanny McScience Nun. um, And teacher. (laughs) Um, And Nancy comes in and and breaks the news that um, that he's, he's been spreading that she's the lousiest lay he ever had. Um, and she's like, what? We didn't even do anything. And so she confronts him, like his annoying bully friends, bully one and two, uh, distracting. And then he's just like, leave me alone. You're so obsessed with me. Go away. I don't ever want to see you again. And she's very upset and cries. Um, we then cut to like a weird montage of uh, bad experiences, which summarize each of the characters' uh, terrible situations. Um, so, uh, Laura's blonde bullying, uh, person, um, who is just a horrible to all the time, um, basically, um, uh, yeah, she's in the changing room and she's just like saying awful things I won't repeat that are racist, essentially. Um, and she asked her why and she just flouts, says, for a racist reason. <laughs> um, and, uh. Yeah, like it's, um, I mean, obviously, I've never experienced racism, so I don't know. But it, it's like, it seems like a very, it's it's weird that they don't try and disguise in any way that the reason that she's a dick to her is just because she's black. Like, that's it. There's yeah, no, yeah. like, 
oh, I'm jealous of you, or, yeah. you know, you're it's annoying. Or, yeah, it's just like, you're, you're black, so. And you, and you swim. <laughs> and you swim, yes. <laughs> um, and then uh, cut to um, Bonnie in the hospital um, with Mary Alice from Desperate Housewives, who's a doctor in this situation. <laughs> and she's got a very severe bob. Yes. Um, and she's talking about some experimental treatment, and then you see, like, Bonnie on this, like, table with her scars out, and um, this needle, like, poking her. And she's just like, it hurts, it hurts. Do, so they're, they're burn marks, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Do we find out what happened? No, 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 no backstory to the burn. Um, an epic burn. Um, and um, so, yeah, so then she's getting all needled and then she screams. Um, and then it cuts to Sarah, just like in her bedroom, remembering cutting her wrists. Um, then it cuts to Nancy uh, going to... Ah, I'd forgotten about that detail. So, uh, Sarah does have trauma that's not just her wanting a boyfriend, isn't it? Yeah, but, but I mean, she doesn't, of... she doesn't really talk about anything about it. Just she had a bad time that was dark. Um, and um, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not very flushed out except for the fact that she tried to kill herself. But And it wasn't related to a mother because the mother died giving birth to it, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, so she yeah. never really knew her. no. The mm. mystery, mystery, mentalness. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, so then, um, so then cut to Nancy. Uh, it's all rainy and she goes into a, her leaky trailer and her mum like wobbles. <laughs> it's been a while since <laughs> yes. has been in my leaky trailer. <laughs> into my leaky trailer. <laughs> to, to see my alcoholic mother. Who's <laughs> <laughs> oh, that? It's my first day. <laughs> Jeez, oh my god! <laughs> anyway, so her like comedically like drunk mother like stumbles out like almost like like a prop, mm-hmm. um, and just like wobbles in, is like, oh, where have you been? Um, <laughs> like a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a chicken house, um, and um, what are they called? Huts, hutch, hutch. Anyway, um, hen, 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 pen. No, no one says hen, hen. <laughs> You're a headpin. Anyway, and then the 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 drunk stepdad is on the sofa going, electricity, and um, and then like Nancy goes to her room and slams the door, and like water's leaking on her face, and then she hears them getting all like sexy while they argue. But he's oh no, that's just no, that's so. So yeah, so that's them giving a little synopsis of all their traumas. Flash forward to um, back to the slope lab actually, and um, and the gals all arrive up to Sarah and say like, "Do you want to join us on a field trip?" Um, and this is where they get on the bus and they go out into the the, the countryside um, as their cute little blonde girls all staring at them because they look iconic, and the little girls are also actually sisters in real life. I think they were like the producers' daughters or something. Anyway, so they get off the bus. And the bus guy, this is the most famous bit, I think, of the whole film. Because, mm. like, actually, I don't know what he says. He says, like... He says, be careful out there, young ladies. There's some weirdos about. Or something like yeah. that. And he goes, we are the weirdos, mister. And then the door's closed. Yeah, like, I yes! And also, we obviously haven't seen the, the new one just yet, but we will for the next episode. But that bit, that line is... Uh, Repeated in the in the. Did we see it in the trailer? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, the dad. Like, oh, I think it's a dad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Be yeah, careful. Yeah. There's some weirdos out there. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, and then they do this like uh, little ceremony where they're like, 
Uh, they hold like a dagger to each other's throats and say, it's better you should rush upon this blade than enter the circle with fear in your heart or something. Well, like, mm. yeah, and then you're like, how do you enter? With love and trust or something. And then they like kiss. It's funny actually because like Rochelle and um, Bonnie kiss like on the lips, which is like quite whew. Um, and then, uh, but the rest of them just kiss on the cheek. Um, so yeah, weird. Um, and um, then they go on to like ask for, they do like the set, they have a, like a little circle and they ask for their different things that they want. Um, and yeah, she like Sarah wants like Chris to love her and like, um, and uh, Rochelle wants, well, she wants to be able to tolerate uh, the racists, which, uh, yeah, which seems like get revenge. Yeah. Or like such uh, a, such a, um, like you're not asking for much. Yeah. Like you have the chance to ask for more, <laughs> yeah. which is like maybe end racism. <laughs> so I'd like to be able to just tolerate that racism. <laughs> and Nancy wants all the power of Manol mm-hmm. um, and slurps down the wine, and then the butterflies appear. Um, so I cut to the next day, and Chris is uh, in class staring back at um, Sarah all longingly, and then the French teacher was like. <laughs> <laughs> Excusez-moi, front. Um, anyway, um, and, um, as you can tell, we both fluent all um, like a local. Uh, anyway, um, and um, so yeah, so then uh, he follows her and is just like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry, I was a dick. Uh, Why do you hate me?" And she's like, "Yeah, you're a piece of shit." And tell your friends you're a piece of shit. And he's like, okay, well, tomorrow. Um, and then um, he, they go into church and he's like, she's like, carry my books and carry Bonnie's books and carry my bag. Um, and then, like, the bullies, like, the bully boys for his friends are like, what are you doing, Stepford man? Um, and um, <laughs> and uh, then, like, he goes and sits with them like a sort of like puppy. Um, so, yeah. I, also, uh, I think it's one of uh, Nancy's, like, sort of low-key coolest moments which is that everyone's just sat in church and she's just sat there like reading a book yeah. <laughs> while the sermon's going on um, she's got big dick energy <laughs> she does um, so then uh, next scene is them having a sleepover uh, and they're all having a little lol Nancy leans over Rochelle and she's like get off me you're so heavy and then she's like no I'm not I'm light as a feather and then so I was like, oh, wait a but second. But also, this is, this is the first moment where we get a glimmer that Nancy is not happy when the others get their wishes. Because, um, the or where their spells work, rather. Because uh, at first, when, before she leans over, because she gets an ashtray when she leans over, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. She, uh, before she does that, the conversation that's happening is about how Chris is now, like, obsessed with her. And they're all laughing about it, apart from Nancy, who looks really annoyed mm. by it. Oh, she does, actually, anyway. Mm. Um, yes, anyway, so um, so then they're like, she's like, have you played Light as a Feather Strip as a board? And they're like, no, I've never heard of it. Um, it was the first I'd heard of it as well at the time. Mm. Um, and so the, she's like, it's a game where you just basically lie down and then everyone puts your fingers under them and then you lift them up, like, and you try... So they, they, they get um, Michelle to lie down. And they all put their fingers inside her. No. <laughs> <laughs> like a bowling ball. <laughs> no, not that. Uh, they all put their fingers under her, respectfully. Um, and um, they start trying to sing Lights of Feathers of the Ward, like very gently, except for Nancy, who's like, Lights of Feathers of the Ward. Yeah. Um, and um, they lift her up, and then they like open their eyes, and they're like, oh my God. 
And they're like quietly like remove their fingers from Rochelle. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she doesn't notice, so. Um, and um, so she's like, I don't think it's working, guys. Um, and, and then she, she opens her eyes and she realizes she's like playing. She's like, <laughs> like so I was like, don't say anything or you'll fall. Also, like, it's like, what? Uh, how do you know? <laughs> Um, but then they're all like giggling and it's like loving it and then like, um, and then like the mum comes in and it's like girls I've got fresh towels it's like fresh towels or is this a hotel <laughs> anyway <laughs> as per requested <laughs> the pile of fresh towels um, and then um, and she falls to the ground and they're all giggling and then like um, the mum goes are you girls getting high which is <laughs> no, one of us they are. <laughs> yeah um, no, no, we're just fingering. <laughs> <laughs> Not being too we're doing magic fingering, mum. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd have come in a few moments earlier, you would have seen us all without fingers in Rochelle. <laughs> just get out, mum. Leave the fresh towels. We've got ourselves quite messy. <laughs> some sticky fingers. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And then Rochelle says, you guys got to try this. She, she had a lovely time. Um, so then it cuts like a fun like montage of them just all hanging out with fun music, like just like in different situations, doing witchy things, like watching Bewitched. Um, and um, and just lolling around, eating popcorn and eating ice cream and just doing normal girl things, but with a witchy vibe. Mm. Um, and then there's like the cool iconic, a cool and iconic um, scene where it's like slow mo of them all walking through the school, looking like most really cool scene. And they're just like all dressed up like. And Rochelle's got little braces. On, yeah, I love the little yeah. braces. Yeah, they all look. Um, yeah, like um, they just look amazing. Um, and um uh, yes so um oh yeah then it ends with um the, the montage ends with um uh sarah walking past laura who's the racist one and pulling out like a hole over her <laughs> and she goes oh you just pull out my hair and then she goes i thought i saw a bug um and i would have said i thought i saw a racist bug i I saw your fucking face on the smash (laughs) um um, so then i I wish to be able to tolerate your race (laughs) oh if only i could tolerate you (laughs) um and (laughs) um so then they're they're back um in one of the bedrooms i don't know who it is um doing rituals um and one of them is like putting the hair into like kind of braiding it into rochelle's and um and bonnie's got a, a scabby back out mm-hmm. and um and it's just like and nancy's doing some kind of magic on her and she's like she's going like please men on take my scars take my scars mm-hmm. and it's very moving actually and nancy looks very sad which is unusual for her mm-hmm. anyway so then the next day is uh rochelle's at the pool uh, she's because she on, does love swimming. She does. Well, the one thing we do know about her, she loves swimming. Yeah. Nothing else. <laughs> um, and uh, so she's up on the high board just after uh, racist has done her little dive. And she's like, screaming, the racist is like, don't hit your head on the board. And she's like, stop it, Laura. Um, and then um, and Rochelle's up there and sees uh, Laura, <laughs> Laura taking a swimming cap off and all the hair's coming out with it. And she's like, mm. what's happening? What's happening? What does it look 
yeah. and also it's kind of like scabby and raw yeah well. it's all like gross um and i love it and then like um and then michelle's like watching from the border like smug and then does like a perfect dive mm, and even the teacher perfect. yeah even the teacher kind of notices it and it's like mm, it's pretty good yeah it's pretty good pretty good well done, michelle. For, for that purpose uh, the next thing we know, we're in the hospital, um, and uh, Bonnie's with the doctor. And they're like, let's see, we might have to do a few more passes at this, but it might not look, be perfect. And they reveal it, and then, like, they're looking at the screen, and she's, like, hysterically saying, oh, my God, what does it look like? What does it look like? Um, and the doctor's, like, he's a little, like, cotton bud or something. And the skin just peels away, like, mm. little, like, looks, flaky sunburns. like when you used to put your hands in the... The, that like water eagle yeah, yeah. yeah and peel it off yeah, um, it looks very satisfying yeah it does it's all like crispy um, and <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it reveals perfect skin which is all better um, and the next day they're like in class and uh, they're like what has anyone heard from uh, Bonnie like she's late oh my god and then she walks in all like sexy wearing like a skimpy outfit and just drops in and she's like and she's like, you are late. She's like, sorry, my pedicure ran late. Um, and then like, one of the boys is just like, hey, hey, bro, how hey are you Barney, doing? Hey, Barney. And she's um, just like, <laughs> I'm desirable now. I'm beautiful. <laughs> um, so then they're all sat outside um, talking about how amazing all the spells are. And Nancy's in the background, like, really super stroppy. Mm. And then... Um, she, like, storms uh, off. Yeah, she? Like, she storms off while they're all enjoying their victory. And um, and uh, she's there like, what's up with her? And Rochelle's like, well, her spell's not working. She doesn't want to be white trash anymore. But I said to her, you're white. Deal with it. This doesn't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the trash bit that she had the problem with. <laughs> you're trash. Deal with it. Um, so then she she's at home. And, um, and like, she comes out of, like, a, a shower or something and, like, a dressing gown. And the dad, like, the stepdad, like, tries to grope her, and it's all it's gross. And then, um, and the mom's like, you're meant to be acting like a father to the girl. And, and uh, the dad's like, hey, she's not my daughter. Um, and, um, and then, um, <laughs> she's not my daughter. <laughs> and um, the, the mom's like, uh, oh, she says, but it's he like, you pick, and then, like, um, then he hits her. Um, and she falls down and, um, and then like Nancy like screams and all the lights start like kind of exploding and, um, the mum gets up and goes somewhere, I don't know where. And, um, in the meantime, Nat, like the guy, oh, she all... runs into the kitchen cause loads of things are so Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, in the meantime, like the guy's standing looking all like, Ugh! and, um, and then Nancy's just shouting, pig, pig. Pig in his Is face, she? yeah. I missed that bit. It's amazing. But he's having a heart attack. Yeah, he's having a heart attack. Um, <laughs> and the piggy, bit. pig, pig, pig. You're not one uh, of my piggy friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they're in the ambulance, and she's like, uh, oh, she looks so good at the ambulance. It's yeah. just from like her profile. The hair's like really kind of neat, and she's wearing old PVC. Yeah, she doesn't look like she gives two fucks. Um, and um, then uh, cut back to the house. It's sun- sunny now. And they're sat on the sofa, uh, both smoking, which is like really hilarious, like mother daughter smoking. Um, and um, and the, there's a man with a, a briefcase, like, well, it's quite a sizable uh, life insurance policy, uh, fussing around papers. And he's like, well, life insurance? What, what, what? Um, and then um, and then he goes, like, well, it's um, $175,000. Um, and then they're like, well, what? 
Mann, screaming and laughing and like loving it and then the, like the one goes oh yes sir do it dear sweet man um, <laughs> 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 um and then they go back to screaming and laughing um uh so then the next thing we know is that the the gals minus Nancy are walking up to uh an apartment building uh, a hunk walks past and uh body's like Hey, you got a nice ass. Also, like, <laughs> he's like, hi, funny, like, such a she, She's turned, <clears throat> not just confident, but she's turned into like a lechy man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, uh, yeah, they turn up, they go up to the apartment, they come in, it's this like kind of glamorous, like big white space. Uh, it's quite empty. And apparently um, in 1996 in the US, $175,000 could get you an awfully large flat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the things. It was like somebody said that money's going to run out pretty quick. So like, <laughs> anyway, uh, especially if you're buying jukeboxes with Connie Francis on it um, <laughs> and a beautiful couch, a beautiful couch. Yeah, the drunk mum's like lolling around all over the place now, drinking out of a fancy looking glass, but still a drunk, <laughs> um, and um, just showing off the apartment and um, looking at the jukebox. And then they're like, and it's like, ugh, mum, ugh, whatever. And then they go to Nancy's room and the mum tries to follow. It's like, girls, let's have a party. <laughs> and that's like, nip, slams the door in her face. Um, so then they like, Nancy's like, oh my God, guys, I found this new spell that we should definitely try. It's called Glamour. Um, and um, they do this spell. And, um, and Sarah's like, yeah, I can definitely do this. And um, they do it. And then like, she's like, they're like, she's like, look, guys, look, I've done it. They're like, what? They're looking around the room like, I don't see anything. And then they look at her, she's like, I've got brown eyes. And they're like, ah, that's pretty nice. It's <laughs> pretty nice, but so, boring. So, so, okay, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's good. She's like, okay, well, let me just do something else. And then she runs her hands through her hair and makes it all blonde. And they're like, well, it looks like CGI, kind of fluorescent, yeah. weird blonde. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, it looks amazing. And Rochelle's like, cheaper than going to the salon. Um, and it's all, all like, weird, but after, after she, she like shakes it out, her hair out, and then yeah. it goes back to its normal color. And Rochelle's just like, oh, turn me blonde, turn me blonde. And Bonnie's really like, uh, no. Yeah, no, no, no like laughing, like, you can't have blonde yeah. hair. I'll pop off the dress. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then Nancy's um, just like, do something to me instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we cut to then, um, uh, Sarah at home being woken up by Chris shouting at the window. She looks out the window and he's like, he's like, why didn't you answer the calls? And she's like, it's 3 a.m., Chris. And he's like, I can't stop thinking about you. Um, like, I think we should move in together. And she's like, no, I, no, I don't think so. Go home, Chris. And she's like, oh, I can't, I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't think. I think I love you. And she's like, no, no, you don't. Bye. And the dad, like, comes out and, like, flashlights him in the face. And he's like, can I help you, son? And he's like, I don't think anyone can help me. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So then uh, cut to the magic shop and they all swan in being really, like, cocky. Um, and I can't remember the name of the shop woman. She's like called Lorena or Lorel or something. Mrs. Spoopy Shop. Mrs. Candle Shops. <laughs> um, and, um, and they're all just like, they're like, yeah, we need all this stuff for supplies. Like, no, when they also want an antidote. Oh, yeah, no. So Sarah <laughs> asks, um, her like, how do I cancel Love Spot? She's like, you can't. You've like opened a floodgate and you have to like, just like run its course. Um, is that also the point where she says like yes. anything that, yeah, yeah. So she then, happens to you comes. 
She says like, like yeah, whatever you give out, you give, uh, you get back three times, oh, times three, sorry. Um, three times three equals <laughs> nine. Um, and, um, and they're like, I've never heard that before. And it's like, no, it's a natural, it's a law of nature. And they're like, yeah, whatever, shut up, stupid witch. <laughs> and, um, and then they're like, yeah, then uh, Nancy comes up with the invoking the spirit book. And the uh, woman's like, this is very powerful magical. You shouldn't be doing this all. <laughs> and she's like, ah, shut up. I can do it. I'm very powerful and magic. Um, so, yeah, the next thing they do is they uh, they go to the beach. Um, so, uh so then they, they get to the beach, uh, it's in the night time, and they all What's have a little, little beach song. Let's, let's go to the beach each, let's go get away. Yes, Nicki yes. Minaj. That's your, uh, your Alex thing. Minaj. Alex Minaj. <laughs> I'm nearly as good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they go to the beach, and um, and they all have their own little animals, and uh, there's like a fish and a snake and a, and a butterfly and uh, a bird. Um, and then they're like... The long Imagine around. having to have the fish. Yeah, is that Rochelle? It is. Fish are like swimming, isn't it? <laughs> Fishes do a swim. Um, and um, so then they do, they, they're like, they're, she's like, let's play. Oh, there's a weird bit where she's like playing with a snake and then like, Sarah's like, I don't really like snakes. I've had nightmares about snakes. And Nancy's like, well, snakes are actually really cool and powerful and they yeah, should be. Yeah, like you have to respect You the have snake. to respect them. And then like Sarah looks like, all like, ah. I'm very hurt by your comments. Um, and, um, and then they do, anyway, so then they do the ceremony and it's like, we invoke thee, we invoke thee. And they're like calling the corners and, um, and then like, uh, yeah, then he's like, uh, and it's like, I invoke the power of Manon and gets hit by lightning. Um, then they all like fall asleep on the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so they, and then they wake up to finding they're like, "Where's Nancy?" And they can't. She's just like walking casually across the sea, uh, <laughs> just towards the shore. So like, hi guys. In very realistic CGI. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, she's all like crazy, like she's like fucked on drugs or something. She's like, "He's in me. He blessed me." <laughs> and they're like, mm, okay. And then they're like, uh, they hear like a siren and they look over a rock and there's all these dead like uh, shark scissors. Is, and, I think and, that's my favorite scene, you know. Uh, it's, uh, it just looks so cool with yeah. all the dead sharks. Um, and she's like, they're, they're mine, they're my gifts. He's given me these gifts. Yeah, and then she like touches one of them and she like looks up at all the other people. She's like, these are my gifts. Yeah, these are mine. Um, and she's like, hands all covered in blood and she's like acting crazy. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think at this point, this way you start, well, Sarah's starting to be a bit like, maybe this is going too far. Maybe this is too much power and too much fun. Um, and so they're in the car together and like, well, convertible that Nancy's obviously got from her millions of pounds. Um, and, um, and they're driving along and, um, Sarah's like, Guys, do you think we're taking it too far? This seems a little bit bad. I'm not sure. And they're like, she's, they're like, what? And they're all like having a lovely time. And she's just being a Debbie Downer. I just, oh, anyway. And, um, and she even goes to like Bonnie, like, Bonnie used to be so nice, but now you're a complete narcissist. It's like, well, just let her enjoy being like, you know, like without her scars for a little second. Like, it's only been like <laughs> a, a week or so. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe she's allowed to have some confidence for once. Um, like narcissism. Anyway, whatever. And then like, um, and then Nancy's like, it's fun. It's scary. We should just continue. I don't know what the problem is. Um, and then she's like, the, Sarah's like to the, 
the other gals who aren't Nancy to say, come on guys, don't you see this is really bad? And Nancy's like, stop trying to turn them against me. She's like, you're paranoid. And she's also like, they, uh, stop asking them to think. They, they don't think. They don't think. And then they're like laughing about it. And then, um, and then like, Sarah's like, you're paranoid, Nancy. And Nancy's like, I'm not paranoid. I'm not paranoid. Um, and they like do some scary class swerving and they're all laughing except for Sarah's like, I don't like this. Um, I'd be Sarah in that case. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the swerving car bit, yeah. But I mean, like, she's bringing you on like, she's like, everyone's having a lovely time. She's like, are we having too much fun, guys? Is this <laughs> Good. Is this too much fun? Um, so yeah, then um, you actually at this point it cuts to um, the changing rooms and you see hair everywhere and Laura's just like uh, the racist Laura is in a slump on the floor, going like it just keeps coming out. It just keeps coming <laughs> he out. He said she looked like Friar Dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's all bald on top and then like <laughs> her long hair at the sides, beautiful. Um, and um, yeah, I think like at this point it's meant to be that Rochelle's like has a little look of like. Oh, maybe we. This isn't a good thing. Yeah, I'm I still so, think that's fine. Yeah, like, I think so, if, if 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 the worst that happens to a racist is she gets bald, yeah, that's not the worst. No, thing that uh, but I think it's going to be like speaking to the, the Sarah's piece about they're going too far, but it's like I don't think so. Anyway, yeah. um, still disagreeing with Sarah at this juncture. <laughs> um, so uh, so because like she feels like she's can't like be friends with them anymore because they've all gone weird. She re- actually weirdly reaches out to Chris. Um, because she's upset, she's say, like, hmm. let's hang out. Um, and, um, so, like, he's like, I'll take you out for dinner. Um, and so they drive, like, he drives her up to some sort of, it's like a makeout point or something. And uh, she's chatting and she's just like, I just, you know, I feel like it's just, you know, we were friends and now it's really bad. And he's like, just agreeing with everything. And then she's like, are you agreeing with everything? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I just love you so much. Um, and um, and she's like, I want me to go for dinner. And then he just like, so his face like kind of goes drops. He's like, no. We're not going for dinner or something. And then she's just like, uh, this is getting dark. And um, so she's like, I'm getting out of the car, I'm going. Um, and then he like chases her and um, gets on top of her and undoes his trousers. And it looks like there's going to be a raping. Um, and um, But she like knees him in the balls and uh, runs away. And she runs all the way to what I'm guessing is Rochelle's house because she opens the mm. door. And she's all like covered in mud and like crying. And she's like, come in. Oh my God. Um, she's then up in the bedroom with all the gals, um, explaining what happened. It was like, he was like an animal. He wasn't himself. And, um, like they're like, oh my God. And Nancy's like, oh my God, I'm going to get him. Where would he be? And it's like, there's a party tonight. I'm going to go. And they're like, no, don't go, Nancy. Um, and she does go. Um, I don't know if she gets there because she gets there way before they do actually like and they drive anyway whatever um, so she arrives at the, maybe she flies <laughs> maybe um, but so she arrives at this, I love this scene like she's just like looks so amazing I mean I guess she could walk on the sea well, yeah. so she could probably like, fly around. or teleport or something yeah. um, so she walks down the drive at this party like looking like super goth with like amazing black lipstick and her hair all wild and like wearing the super goth outfit and looking like pale and like kind of uh, like iconic and then like like it's all like popular normal kids and she walks in they're like oh my god nancy's here oh my god and then she's like one of the girls like sneering and she like sticks her tongue out on her face and it's i love that bit it's iconic um then um chris notices her and it's like oh my god are you with um not bonnie uh sarah 
Um, and she's like, come with me up to the bedroom. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, so then she comes into the bed, she takes him into the bedroom. He's really wasted. And she, he lies down on the bed and he like climbs on her, like climbs on him and it's like, Oh, we used to have such good times. Remember when we had good times, real good times? And um, he's like, "Get off me, stop it!" He's also like, I, "I tried to forget them." Yeah, yeah. He's like, I, "Yeah, get off me, stop, stop, stop." Um, which is obviously we should have the yeah, bit of consent, non-compliance there, um, and uh, to the point where he actually has to push her off because she's being so much. Um, and then, um, and she then like uses the glamour to turn herself into Sarah in front of him. Um, he can't understand what's happened because he's obviously meant to be too drunk. Um, and um, she then climbs back on top and starts making out. Meanwhile, the gals arrive in a car finally. Um, and, uh, they're like, where, where is, where's Chris? And they go up to the bedroom. Um, well, it's not there much, so it's only, um, Sarah. Sarah goes up to the bedroom. Um, and, um, oh yeah, there's a weird bit of this juncture where, um, she walks in, like, they all come to the party and Rochelle's like there. And then, like, Laura the racist, like, that is there with this really cheap looking, like, party city blonde wig. Um, <laughs> just so it goes, oh, hey, Rochelle, how are you? Like and she's obviously meant to be like I'm reformed now I'm bald. It's like, I don't <laughs> I've know. I've seen the error of my hair. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like the two things aren't related. It's like why would you be reformed? You'd probably be more awful. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. But then so yes. Yeah, so then um. Sarah rushes up to the bedroom, catches uh, what's going on. Uh. Nancy turns back to herself, and Chris is like, "Ooh, it's like you're a witch." Um. And um. Like he climbs off the bed. And like, um, Sarah's like, leave him alone. Like, he's, he's, he's scared. Like, that's all we need to do. We can leave now. And, um, and then he's like, you're just jealous. You're just jealous of her. And then he's like, jealous, jealous. You don't even exist to me. <laughs> um, and, um, starts doing this amazing kind of levitating with her pointy oh, witch yeah, shoes, like dragging along the carpet, um, like screaming at him. And he's backing away. And then um, he's like by the window and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then she goes, I'm, he's sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. And then uh, stops and he just like smashes and flies out the window in magical terms of events. Yeah. Um, Which so, proves that maybe she was a little bit jealous uh, yeah, <laughs> after all. Yeah. Um, and um, so, yeah, so then it um, cuts to. Uh, like Sarah caught like on her bed wearing this disgusting dungarees. Um, anyway, and um, and her dad's just like, oh, it's not your fault. It was an accident. Um, and um, and like he says at this point that he's just injured, but we later find out that he's definitely dead. Um, Does he though? Yeah, because he said it. I'm sure he just says like, oh, he's injured. Like it's, it wasn't your fault, isn't it? Um, anyway, um, and then, I think um, he says it was an accident. It wasn't your fault. I think he is dead at that point he is injured to the point of death yes <laughs> he is it's just a few injuries <laughs> that were fatal I'm afraid but otherwise he's fine don't worry uh, it's just a few uh, scratches fatal uh, fatal terrible scratches. Uh, scratches of death <laughs> um, the devil's scratches <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so at this point she's like oh, okay things are out of control I'm gonna 
do something about this. And she's by like an abandoned swimming pool, which I guess is in our property. And she's using a white ribbon and a picture of Nancy and she's wrapping it around her going like, I bind you, Nancy. I bind you from doing harm against others and harm against yourself, which she says over and over while wrapping it. Um, wrapping it. Well, wrapping. <laughs> yeah. I bind you, Nancy. <laughs> harm against others, harm against yourself. Um, anyway. Wow, we, we are really familiar with the rap genre, as you can see yes, from your you. line spitting yes, and my you. beatboxing. That was very good. I should do a remix of that bit. Um, so, um, so that night she's in bed and she has a horrible nightmare that they all fly through the window and like torment her and like go like Sarah, 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 well, like slapping her face and stuff. Um, and she wakes up and it's not real. Um, and uh, next day at school she's like, oh my god, I don't want to see them, and like rushes into the toilet to hide from them. Um, and they magic open the lock of the the door and like opens. And at this point, it's really funny because like. She's reverted to wearing normal people clothes at this point. She's, like, wearing, like, white and navy. And they're, like, super goths. They're all wearing, like, the most black ever. And, like, looking, like, really iconic, in my in my opinion, anyway. Um, and um, they're, like, in front of her. It's like, why are you hiding from us? And, like, they already know that, like, basically she's, like, having doubts. And apparently Nancy can read her mind. Um, and, um, and then no, she's, she's uh, like, uh, don't do any more spells about Yeah, and then, and then she's, like... In the old days, if a witch betrayed their coven, they would kill her. Um, and um, and then as they're leaving, Bonnie's like, oh, by the way, how have you been sleeping? Mm. Uh, knowing full well she hasn't been sleeping well. Yes. <laughs> what a horrible bitch. <laughs> um, so uh, then Sarah flees to the witch shop um, and finds the, the witch lady. And it's just like, everything's going wrong. It's all awful. They're all evil. And they're trying to use magic against me. Um, and she's like hugging her and like caressing her. And I was thinking at this point, maybe it's a bit that she's like a bit like a mum, isn't she? Because she's like mm. all like magical and white. And, uh, well, not white, but she's wearing white is what I meant. But she's also white. Um, and, um, and then she's like, okay, well, there's only thing you can do is invoke, invoke the spirit. And she's invite the spirit. Um, <laughs> um, you need to invite spirit, babe. Uh, <laughs> Come through yeah. me beef cat and I'll show you. Oh, yeah. This way, like, her magical curtain uh, uh, part. Well, no, kind of, like, yeah, flutters. And she's like, it's time. And so they go into the magical area. And it's, like, hilarious. It's a bit like Cyberdog and Camden. It's, like, all, like, UV and, like, kind of just, like, yeah, it's, like, painting, like, colourful paints everywhere. I just thought it was very really tacky. Um, I don't like that set at all, that bit. It should have done a lot better. Um, anyway, um, so then, and the floor's all like wibbly uh, because she's like, oh, it's very magical here. And she goes like, oh, your mum was a witch. You did not know. And she's like, oh. She was a weech. A weech. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and... Um, so yeah, so then they like they start doing the invoking the spirit bit, and while they're doing it, a giant like magical fire uh, erupts yeah. throughout the shop, like a giant fireball, and and then like Sarah's like oh, oh, oh. they're holding each other, looking terrified, and then the fire dissipates and it's just back to normal. Uh, Sarah's still scared though and runs off, and uh, the, the the lady in the shop is like. Come back, come back, Sarah, come back. You're, you're a weege. You're a weege. <laughs> your most powerful weege I've ever met. <laughs> so weege Um And uh, so then uh, she runs home. 
I think that's silly because like it's the one person who could help her and she's running away from it anyway um, she runs home uh, the lights are all out she calls for her dad um, and she gets a phone call from Nancy saying like oh your parents thought you ran away and they got a plane back to LA and oh it's all over the news it's terrible um, and she turns to the news and then sees that there was a flight the flight that they were on crashed and they're all dead um, and she's like oh my god um, and uh, then all like the house turns into like loads of snakes and spiders and scorpions and um, rats and maggots and just uh, various other things and she's running around screaming like just, she doesn't like it one bit no she's no. having an awful time yeah um, and she gets in the shower and closes the, the door and she's just like uh, Nancy opens the door and says gotcha and then they all disappear and uh, <laughs> then tells her to kill herself and then also uh, turns on the shower and then just runs away, runs away. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's the most juvenile moment of her witchery <laughs> um, so she comes downstairs and finds all the gals looking super super gothy at this point and um, and then they all like levitate and it's pretty cool and um, and they're like uh, they're like you're gonna kill yourself tonight she's like I don't think so and they're like you are actually in a, in a matter of fact <laughs> um and um, and so they start doing this kind of like I can't remember the actual spell, but it's like so like saying "go in peace" or something. Mm. And um, that suicide note just like floats down to the floor, saying like something like "I'm sorry about Chris." I think or something. I, I killed Chris. Is this? Oh, does it? Yeah. Oopsie. Um, and um, and then Nancy's like, "Oh my god, look at your wrists!" And she pulls them out, and then Nancy like slashes them. And then she, she pulls just, her wrists out. She pulls her, <laughs> wangs them out. Um, and uh, and then she's like, and says, like, it's not real, what? And I said, it is real. Look at the blood. Why are you bleeding if it's not real? And Michelle's like, why doesn't she use magic on us? And Nancy's like, because she's weak. Weak, 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 weak. That's her new thing. And she says mm. things lots of times. <laughs> um, and uh, she runs upstairs. And Nancy's like, yeah, I ran upstairs like a scared little girl. Um, and then she's sort of like lying around on the floor feeling sorry for herself and crying with split wrists, split wrists. Um, they all split and they all slid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and the gals are just downstairs waiting for us to die, which is pretty bleak. Um, but, um, they didn't hear anything. So Nancy's like, Michelle, go upstairs to find out what's going on. Um, and she's like, I don't want to. I think this has all gone too far. So it's a bit late now, for that base. <laughs> now a warning. <laughs> I think maybe we shouldn't kill people. Um, and she's like, get upstairs or I'll kill you or something. And so her and Bonnie go upstairs. And um, like in the meantime, uh, Sarah's been on the floor trying to very weakly invoke the spirits. Say, she hears them coming. It's like, by the power of three times three, let them see, let them see. Which I just remembered off the top of my head. Oh, that's some magic there. That is <laughs> memory. You literally don't remember, I don't anything, remember anything. That's why it's magic. Um, and they look in the mirror and they see themselves. And like um, Bonnie's like scars are back, but they're like times three. Uh, so they're like and all, on her face. Yeah, all over her face. Well, they're times three and on her face. <laughs> um, like all over her. And uh, and Rochelle's uh, got the fire tuck look going on with the bald mm. on top and the little rim of hair around the sides. <laughs> uh, rim of hair. 
hair. <laughs> Beautiful rim of hair. Um, and well, have you done something to your rim of hair? <laughs> I washed so, it. So finely quaffed. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a fashion thing one in the future. Rim, rim of, of hair. hair. I hope not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so they're like, oh my God, it's come back times three. And they've just run away because they're, they're scared. Mm. Um, and Nancy's like, what are you doing? I come back. And they leave. Um, and Nancy then goes upstairs and um, Sarah in the meantime is uh, up to her game saying, invoking the spirit and has become louder and a bit more vocal mm-hmm. um, and then looks to, to the picture of her dead mum and it becomes all magic Harry Potter moving picture mm-hmm. and she's like oh and it obviously uses the power of her mum or something and um, and so he's, and then Nancy comes upstairs looking for her can't find her anywhere she's looking around the room and then like Sarah like steps out of the mirror behind her and that's it's just cool like, yeah that's cool there She's like, oh, did I scare you, Nancy? Um, she's like, what's going on? You're meant to be dead. Um, and um, and then, like, little bugs start appearing all over Nancy. She keeps swatting them away. And she's like, oh, um, she's like, oh I, inv- I invoked the spirit and he saved me. Um, and then and he's, he's angry like, with you. Yeah, he said, what was it? Um, he wants me to give you a message. You're in deep shit. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you <laughs> end message <laughs> um, and um, and so then like she's like oh, oh my god let me go I'm sorry I, I take things too far and then she's like oh well oh no no before that like her hands turned to snakes which is pretty cool oh yeah um, and then she's like ah um, and then she realizes obviously that Sarah's become way more powerful and magic than she is and she's like I'm just gonna go now so I'll see you later catch, catch up at school yeah no, no, no harm done bye <laughs> so so there's like one more thing. And so I bind you, Nancy. And I say, stop, no. She continues. And then uh, Nancy pulls out her magical anthem, and, uh, which is a magic knife, if you don't know. I didn't know. Um, and flies towards her, um, screaming. And uh, they fly into the wall, and everything comes like strange, like perspective-wise. It looks like everything's falling onto the wall, like as if the wall was the floor. Anyway, yeah. Um, and uh, Nancy's on top of her screaming, going, you bitch, you bitch, you bitch. Um, and um, and then she, and then a cupboard from the room, just uh, like a chest of drawers, like comes and like looks like it squishes Sarah. And Nancy just gets off. And then she's like looking through all she of, gets well, she gets off, she has a little wang. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, uh, and then she's like looking through the rubbish to try and find Sarah's body. And she finds like a perfectly laid out uniform. She, she goes, tricky, 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 tricky. <laughs> um, and then goes to stab it, and um, and uh, Sarah then becomes fully formed and does a magic kick on her, and she flies through a mirror, and then there's a slow mo of all those shards falling, which I'm assuming means she's knocked out or something, or a magic's gone. Um, and then uh, Sarah commences with the binding. Um, cut to uh, obviously some time has passed at this juncture, um, and uh, Sarah's out on her drive. What is she doing, actually? I don't know. Anyway, because um, like, their dad's there as well. and then they Are they not packing up? Yeah, it looks like they're leaving, actually. Um, I never thought about that before until I just started saying it. Um, anyway, so um, the like um, Bonnie and Rochelle rock up and they're like, 
Oh, hey, Sarah. Um, Just wanted to know. We feel really bad about... And then she comes to us like, trying to kill me. (laughs) Um, And they're like, yeah, that That is one of the things. That's the thing. (laughs) And then they're like, we just also wants to check whether you had any uh, magic. And then like, Rochelle says, because we don't. And Bonnie's like, glares at her. And and then she's like... um, I don't know. She doesn't reply. Actually, she just like, and then like, she well, she replies. Well, she does through, uh, through because <laughs> then um, I think she just says "fuck off" or something. Essentially, um, because she's like, well, we were just wondering whether you wants to like call the corner sometime or hang out. Um, and she goes, "Hold your breath until I call," um, which is funny. Um, and because um, she's not going to call guys. And then they're walking off, and it's like. I bet she probably doesn't have any pants anyway. Um, and which they're, they're not very, uh, you think they'd be a little bit more uh, cautious. Um, yeah. But they're still, and also maybe like contrite. Yeah. <laughs> we did, we did try and frame yeah, you, yeah. making it look like you'd, uh, you'd died by suicide. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like she does all this thing where she like looks at the sky and then her wig goes all flying around and then, um, uh, <laughs> she does leave her head by the way. Flying around. <laughs> like its own entity, um, and uh, the sky goes all dark, and there's lightning, and then a lightning strikes the tree branch, nearly falls on the gals, and they look scared. Um, uh, next scene we see is poor old Nancy. Um, she's uh, in an institution, uh, strapped to a bed, and she's got scratches all over her face, and she's just like rabbiting on nonsense for a while. She does like play that kind of like wild crazy bit quite well I think it's, mm. it's quite fun that scene even though it's sad um, and then she just like pans out with her just being like I'm flying I'm flying I'm flying I'm flying um, and uh, a nurse comes and gives her a rejection and then uh, that's the end of the film really um, so yes let's talk a little bit about representazione we um, women, obviously, I think, well, it's good, but it's sort of, it has the kind of trope of women destroying each other as well, which is sad. But, and like jealousy. Yeah, <laughs> which, are, yeah, it's just like, and like, power corrupting, and like, I, I don't know, like, I think, I don't know, it's weird, because the takeaway feeling I get from the film is still like empowerment and kind of strength. Like, I think that it is meant to make you feel kind of good about yourself and about the fact that you know you can change your situation um i don't know like i think i think the reason that we're both a little bit conflicted about this is because we identify more with the baddies <laughs> um but ultimately if you follow sarah's arc then she has like a really empowering powerful story that is true um, actually. but actually when we think about why we love this film we think of nancy exactly <laughs> who is the baddie yeah that's true yeah i think well that's true i hadn't thought about that because the thing is like actually sarah comes out like not unscathed but she ends up still being powerful and kind of like mm. fine so really and also completely in control of the so- social situation which yeah. she wasn't before and actually that is a good thing it's just sad I feel sad for Nancy and that's <laughs> yeah. the main thing I feel so I've, I hadn't seen it for a long time um, and I think re-watching it made me less sympathetic to Nancy because um, she is 
there is a sense of friendship amongst them all, but Nancy is always outside of that a bit because Nancy is never happy about the others getting what they want. Um, She, and even when she shows like these moments where she wants to kind of seek vengeance on behalf of other people, it's not because she wants to avenge them. It's because she wants to use her powers. And that's never more apparent than when she goes to the party. Yes. And they're like, we don't want you to go. Like, don't go. And she's just like, I want to go play. It's got nothing to do with revenge. It's got everything to do, or it's got something to do with her own personal revenge. Yeah, exactly. But in the guise of her doing it for a friend. Um, And I think the, um, so the the Manon thing is, which you've already mentioned, is a bit weird given the rest of the film. But also there's a little scene which I thought was a bit weird. And maybe this is me trying to be too Freudian about it, but the bit where she's like, the reverence of the serpent and the snake. Where she's just like, it's a powerful beast, you should respect it. Like, it's kind of a lazy read of it, but it's, I don't know, there's something about it. Yeah. But I guess the other thing is that the, the, you could boil down, especially Bonnie and... Rochelle. Rochelle, and maybe, well, actually maybe all four of them. It's essentially their only real plot line is about their trauma and about their desire to overcome it. Yeah. And in that sense, they're all maybe a little bit one-dimensional. Um, yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, but that's what we see, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's all we know. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. And especially with Rochelle and her swimming. I mean, well, <laughs> she's very rounded. She suffers from racism and she likes swimming. That's two things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I think, well... It, it, it obviously passes about that test, but it, it does, it's not without its problems. I I feel like so reluctant to damn it because I just, I, I personally get such a sense of satisfaction and joy from watching it that I just, I feel like it, I kind of um happy to gloss over the problematic areas. And I think the thing that I'd completely forgotten about, which is perhaps the elephant in the Nancy room, is that she rapes Chris. Yeah, yeah. Like, because the sex that they have is. Oh, they don't. She, I mean, they, I mean, just. I mean, like, obviously, the, they are having like, like sexual activity. I don't think they actually have like sex, sex, but it's still assault, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah that's very problematic. Yes. And I think it's one of those things that, like, in the nineties, I don't think people really considered sort of like, oh, no, like, like kind uh, of like, like women or men, and... like, yeah, well, consent definitely. It's like, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that's hugely problematic. But <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's it is like a cool film about yeah. cool women, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. good. Yeah, um, and you can see why lots of like young women kind of like it spoke to them and made them feel seen and, and gay. Just, like, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I think yeah, like I think ultimately it's good. Yes, but I think that it, I think there are bits problems. that have dated badly in that sense. Yeah. Um, uh, so for moving on from women, race, um, obviously as, uh, Rachel True herself said that she thought it was really sort of, she's heard from actual like, uh, you know, being people that they were empowered to see her on the screen and they were so glad to have her included. Um, that said, um, her character, as I said in the intro, isn't very well-rounded. We don't know tons about her. It's sad that that scene was deleted about, like, just giving her a bit of backstory and mm. fleshing her out with her parents and, like, 
their life. And like, there's also another deleted scene, which I'm so glad they got rid of, where Nancy lays into all of them. Um, and it's really, she's really vicious with all of them, but um, she she sort of gives a bit more backstory to Rochelle while she's like, off talking about how like, she is the only black girl at the school and that she, you know, she was alone. And like, um, I don't know, there's just some, there's something more interesting that could have been quite easily developed about her, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, obviously the racism is, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, it's, yeah, and it's not very nuanced or, yeah, it's just quite kind of like flat, kind of very bare-faced mm. racism. It doesn't really speak to any kind of nuance or any, yeah, it's just, you know. Yeah, it it doesn't suggest that there are more, because I, I guess the, because there was part of me that was thinking like, there should be more black people in this film, because I always think of the US as being, yeah. you like, diverse all over obviously and we can't we can't remember where it's set but yeah. but then i guess in a in what looks like an expensive religious school yeah maybe it is going to be predominantly white people it does um, like a private, yeah but there's yeah, yeah i think there's there's more that could happen around there i think um i think it's a, it's a shame that rochelle's only plot line is about responding to racism yeah um and and also I really hate the bit where we're kind of supposed to feel a bit of sympathy for the racist yeah, because her hair's falling out and it's I just know. like I couldn't give a shiny shit if her hair's falling out. <laughs> um, but I do like the um, I really like the bit where Sarah walks past the racist and pulls her hair out. Yeah. So it's like that's a little nice bit of good allyship yeah. there. <laughs> and then she braids it into her hair. For her. Yeah, that's <laughs> cute. Um, there's no well disability. I, I mean, is her ban? You can't do classify that as disability. Well, I don't don't know, because I think there are potentially, depending on how you want to read this, that there is a bit of a disability narrative around the scarring. And it's obviously, it's it's not a disability, I don't think. It doesn't seem Um, like it's impacting anything except for her self-esteem. But the... um, the, Which I I think there's something about reading this as some sort of kind of disfigurement there's kind of a bit of an undesirability narrative going on where she's just like, and yes, it's about her being confident. And that's where the her attractiveness comes from her not feeling attractive. But there is this thing where as soon as her scars have gone, she's very confident all of a sudden. Mm. And the only thing that was preventing her was this kind of disfigurement that she had. Yeah. And she described herself as being a monster beforehand. So I think, I mean, I, I don't know how... Yeah, it's, I mean, like, I don't think you... I don't think they probably that this kind of narrative wouldn't be allowed now. I think there's quite a lot of kind of like um, celebration of difference of the ways people look, and I, don't, I just I think it would just be a little bit in poor taste to be like, look at this monstrous girl. Like, I mean, nobody says that. She says that about herself, but it's still. I mean, it's in the script, so it means that the script is saying that about herself. Yeah. You know? um, I guess the other thing to do with disability is perhaps the representation of a mental institution at the end yeah um which i think in horror more broadly not more so in like um kind of like possessiony things mm. tends to crop up where there's a very kind of like stereotypical kind of like kind of romanticized like mental institution where you're in a, a stark kind of room yeah. on your own strapped to a bed and i mean i don't have any experience of these institutions but yet but there might be um there, there's probably something worth unpicking about that that I yeah. don't have the yeah, yeah, yeah. capacity to do. Um, queerness? No, yeah, there's no queers. So I think 
because I, 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 I hadn't seen it for so long. <laughs> I I was reading Bonnie very much with Les vibes to start. Oh really? Yeah, I thought her like closeness with Sarah at first was really kind of like um oh. like kind of flirty. Um, until she she stopped being a monster. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also she has a little lip kiss with Rochelle, which is yeah. a weird little detail considering the others Don't just kind of kiss on the cheek. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's been pointed out as well that, like, um, Nancy might be bi because, um, like, she obviously, like, I think it's a joke, like, when the, the, she sees the sort of, like, policewoman and she's just like... Oh, I love a woman in uniform. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say that, like, her jealousy of yes, Sarah is also in some that way, was like, I was going to say okay. on, as well. <laughs> the, the jealousy was actually because, yeah, like, of Sarah, because it's kind of like, there's obviously some kind of, like, weird competitive energy with them. And it's just like some people who've, like, chosen to read it that she's actually, like, obsessive and, like, yeah. loves her. Or that, like, she is so desperate for power that that becomes a really attractive thing in Sarah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that is a reading I've actually saw online. So I, I just re- remembered one other thing about, oh, yes, about the thing. representation of women, which I think is a really, really awful, lazy kind of uh, moment that really, really dampens Sarah's character, which is that... In spite of how consistently awful Chris has been since their very first date and the horrible lies that he spread about her afterwards, he's still the one that she turns to and she's still like, she, she, it's not even that she wants to be with him, but she still wants him to want her. Yeah. In spite of the fact that, and then even after he spread all of these rumours and he, um, he tries to rape her. She says to her dad, I think underneath it all, he was a good person. And it was like, why are you giving this man the benefit of the doubt? Yeah, it's really strange. And I mean, I've, all... I've seen nothing positive in him. I mean, that's the thing is, I think that it's sort of strange that she wished for him um, to be in love with her and then literally shows no interest and that she mocks him. And like, and then like, I don't know. I guess there's, there's a vengeance thing there. It's yeah. Like, I want you to feel like how you made me feel. Sort but, of but I mean, when she's saying about it in the, the, the prayer circle, circle, like, she's just like, I, she's like, oh, yeah, I know it's sad, but I do want him to want me, and like, as the picture. But then, like, it just, like, doesn't, really. I think it's just... I, I guess it's this idea about them all getting a bit giddy on the power that they have. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes them lose focus of why it is they wanted it, but... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just think that her, like, wish is, like, the flimsiest and the most annoying. It's just, mm. like, oh, yeah. Um, anyway... Um, so, uh, any more on representation? I don't think so. Shall uh, we go on to the awards? The awards, awards, awards. We live for the awards, awards, live for the awards, awards. <laughs> first category is the best character in the awards, awards, awards. awards. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Who's your best character? My best character is Sarah's wig. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, my best character is the three blonde girls on the uh, bus that look like children of the corn. <laughs> yeah, we do. Corny chills. Uh, <laughs> uh, who? Uh, what was the spookiest moment? I struggled with this one. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you had to say. Uh, yeah, mine's maybe a little bit kind of obtuse, but it's uh, where the camera pans out and you see all of the sharks beached on the sea. Um, I had completely forgotten about this, and it's such a brilliant visual. Yeah. And um, and also, I'm terrified of sharks. Um, and 
even beached ones. Even um, beach sharks. <laughs> Uh, and I think it's just like a really chilling moment. Yeah, I, I think really you're right, actually. Because um, it's not really a scary... I mean, it's not scary like, scary. Yeah, it's more um, like teeny, schlocky kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, uh, <laughs> we both have the f- same so funniest bit. You do it. <laughs> so when uh, when uh, Nancy's mum is showing the girls around an empty flat, <laughs> and there's literally nothing in there apart from this very ugly, like, orange sort of, like, curvy sofa... sofa. <laughs> And she's like, so this is the new apartment. And then, and then she goes up and like, strokes the cushions of it and goes, and this is our couch. <laughs> and for some reason, it's hilarious. And, uh, on retelling, it doesn't sound very funny. <laughs> but it is funny. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, that, that was our funniest <laughs> uh, Best death? Uh, I like it when the stepdad dies, like, and she's shouting pig in his face while he's having a heart attack. Because <laughs> um, he's obviously an awful cunt anyway yeah. and deserved it. I like it when I like Chris's death the best oh. because also an awful cunt. But um, I like the way when he flies out the window. I like the way that you see him like kind of bash the corner of the building and then like splat. Oh. I think it's like you, I was expecting just him just to fly out and not to see it, but there's like the impact is is good. Well, we're covering all the deaths then because uh, yes, the worst, the worst death, death, which is the third. <laughs> And only other death yeah. um, is the, the homeless uh, snake man. Um, mm. When he gets hit by the car, it's just a bit like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was kind of, in my mind, I'd remembered it as being like a kind of Final Destination Mean Girls kind of like out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't look great. But also, it, I, he, as a character, he just doesn't, he's never explained. Yeah. He's never, there's no kind of repercussions to his death. It was just, yeah. doesn't really serve much point in the plot for me. Yeah. I hate the fact that they're all like giddy and hysterical when he's dead. It's like, that seems a bit, doesn't seem to, like, it, it would seem like, like congruous with them later. But at this time, it's his incongruous. <laughs> and also because he, like, I think my instinct would not be like, oh, he's obviously some sort of like evil devil man. Um, I'd just be like, that is a mentally ill man yeah. who's just been run over. Yeah, um, his death is very, well, if they did it, which they think they did, then that was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think is the queerest moment? You've already kind of touched on it. I think they're kind of the, in the circle when they're doing the, the, the bit um, when Rochelle and Bonnie kiss on the lips. Mm. It's very kind of like, I never noticed it before. I never noticed that the rest of them don't kiss on the mouth. It's just those two. It's so very... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that pre-scar removal Bonnie is the queerest moment, <laughs> just her in general. <laughs> um, I just very much read her as a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nancy vibes. Who do you think is the sexiest character? Obviously Nancy. Yeah, I also have Nancy as well. Um, She's also just got like such an iconic look that I think even people who aren't familiar with the film will know who Nancy is. Yeah, yeah. Um, And she's like maybe the most iconic character from the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, like just every like still and every outfit. Maybe there's a couple of doozies in her outfits, like when she goes a bit high goth, like Camden goth. But um, yeah, but... I, I definitely think I prefer her in the first half of the film, where her hair's a bit sleeker and she's like, yeah. um, she looks quite fashion. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, she starts wearing like poofy kind of Victorian sleeves. And, yeah, like, yeah. Just, yeah it's a bit like, okay, <laughs> get back to Camden or Party City where you belong. <laughs> yeah, um, she and she's absolutely beautiful. Like, um, all of her features are really big. Yeah, um, her eyes are like so amazing. pale and 
like weird looking. Yeah, Anna. yeah, she's great. She's beautiful. How many pumpkins? Well, as I've already uh, alluded, this is uh, my favorite, favorite, favorite. Maybe even in my top two films. Um, What's the other one? It's not a horror. I don't, I don't want to say I'll be embarrassed. <laughs> is it Yentl? No! <laughs> Yentl. You do I, love I, Yentl. Do, I think Yentl would be my top ten, actually. Um, but no, I think I think my top one is Clueless. Um, is it? Yeah. I don't know if that's still true. It's one of those things I've always thought from young and that I haven't reviewed since. But anyway, um, so yeah, like... Uh, I like, I really want to give it five pumpkins, um, but I feel like uh, given my previous scoring history, it would be a bit disingenuous given that I've given it m- mild criticism. You're allowed to critique something and still think it's uh, like uh, full. Okay, a uh, hundred pumpkins. <laughs> five five pumpkins. I'll, I'll okay. do that. I will give it four and a half pumpkins. Yay! Um, it is. An iconic, brilliant, wonderful film. Um, and I wonder if we should just say now, because we're going to watch the yeah, the legacy yeah. film. Yes. Um, and I guess from what I can gather, it's not a remake. No. Because in the trailer, you see a little Polaroid of, of Nancy. Nancy. So it's like uh, a new generation. Of parody um, people. Which makes me less uncomfortable than if it was a remake. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I'm yeah, I'm so excited to see like how the how Nancy's and like why they have a Polaroid of Nancy, like what like where that's come from. Anyway, um, we even say that we should talk through some of our hopes for yeah. the film. Um, funnily enough, like maybe like maybe two years ago when I heard that there was going to be a reboot, I my wish list of uh, one of the things I wanted for it was that um, Bonnie's character would be at least queer, if not trans. Um, and so, like, I even tweeted about it. If you dig through my ones of twos of tweets, it shouldn't take long. Yeah, um, <laughs> and um, I was excited to hear that they've actually cast like a trans person and a trans character. Um, what? Why did you? Why did you want it to be Bonnie in particular? I just I felt like her storyline was the one that could um, use like a like a, a, a refresh in terms of a storyline and what it mm. could what it could represent. Because I think... Because um, the swimming one for a shell is already just so well, refined. No, I just mean that like, you definitely need like a person of colour to be part of the four. Um, and, um, and yeah, like Sarah and Nancy are just like taken essentially can't really, like as, as types. Um, mm. so, so yeah, she was the only one I could imagine um, being replaced in terms of yeah. the storyline. Um, but I do have concerns as well about being a trans character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd, I'd like to know more about how sensitively it's going to be handled and what, yeah. what it's going to be. Or if it's even going to be like a plot point. Because if she, if it's just like, oh yeah, this is our friend, she's trans. Now let's carry on with witching. That would be the best Actually, possible that would be the scenario best. for me. What I don't want it to be is just like, uh, what I would be uncomfortable with is if it kind of follows the structure of this film where it's just like... Yeah. They all have something in particular that they want, some trauma that they want to resolve. Because that's when having a trans character would get into some dodgy territory. Because then yeah. does it become about her body? Or, yeah. And like, I'd like to see a, a trans woman thriving who then becomes a witch and her witchness has got nothing to do with her transness. Yeah, that's um, a really good point. Like, her trauma could be completely separate. Well, it probably won't be. But I mean, it'll be 
I'll be surprised if they don't use it. Yeah. Well, um, because, because also, you could still use the trauma without... I just don't want it to be about her body. Yeah. Like, if they were well, like... That's what I'm her, 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 her dad's disowned her, and she wants to have a good relationship with the family. Yes. That, that would be... Yes, like, that's It would right. still be kind of full of tropes and stuff, but it would be less um, yeah. kind of salacious. I'm, yeah, I'm, like, scared and pretty certain they're going to do something about her body. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think a lot of the stuff that we've seen lately on like Netflix and stuff with trans characters has been better than we've seen in the past. So hopefully it will be a lovely, beautiful moment to to a lovely, beautiful film. Yes, indeed. Um, That's actually the, I mean, we don't know anything about any of the other characters in terms of like the storyline. We don't, I mean, we don't know that the trans characters storyline is even about her being trans. Um, It's just something that I'm assuming. Is it a trans actress? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know it's trans character? Yes. Oh, no, that's what I mean. Like, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, so it could, she could be playing a cis yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah, Or she could just... Exactly. Like, we did, you know nothing yeah. about this one. <laughs> I guess in that sense, to, like... Do you want her to be a trans witch? Or did you just want trans representation in the cast? Because I guess uh, they're two separate things, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I wanted her to be a trans witch. A character mm-hmm. who is trans. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think in terms of the rest of the film, it's going to be hard to see. Like... It's going to be interesting. Like, I wonder how they're going to represent, like, a Nancy equivalent. Because having looked at the, like, watched the trailer, it doesn't look like any of them are particularly gothy. They all look quite normal. Um, I mean, I guess my biggest hope is that they, that the thread that carries this over is about these young, maybe kind of, like, outsider women mm. who are who find that they have powers or one of them has powers or a new girl starts and there's some power. Yeah. And then they try and they try and use channel that to become more successful or popular or whatever in a yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, teeny girly yeah. film sort of thing. Um, and there's darkness. But I don't want it to follow the same structure as the first one. So there doesn't need to be a Nancy. There doesn't no, need to, you know what I mean? You're right, you're right. Um, it shouldn't do that either, actually. And now I've said that out loud. I just say, I was just a bit disappointed there isn't any of them looking a bit gothy because I just yeah. like goths. Well, maybe they'll, um, they'll become gothy. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, but I also wonder if, like, maybe my impression just from seeing that, like, split second uh, picture of Nancy was that, like, maybe. Nancy's kind of a person that they worship, not Manon. Mm. Like this this kind of fabled person from the same school Imagine. that they went to or something. Yeah, that'd be um, cool. And I, 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 is she in it? Is the actress in it? I don't know. Actually, I haven't, I haven't checked the... the, the I, I don't think she is, actually, because I did look... No, I don't think she is. I'd be surprised. But it would be... Because, I mean, there are you see lots of horror films where they like... Like, Final Destination is one of them where they go and visit the person who's oh, experienced yeah, it before yeah, in the institution. Yeah. But actually, I did look on IMDb and she's not in it. Oh, okay. Unless it's been, like, a secret. That'd be weird. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, like, uh, some, some other things that, like, uh, raised some uh, red flags for me was uh, sort of um, the cheesiness of the kind of like the, the spells that looks like they do like um, yeah like they kind of like they have like a magic it's bath like... or something and it's all glittery um, and then they do like makeovers so they glitch on their face and then like in a really it's, cheesy it's way it's a bit like Princess Barbie castle sort yeah of and it's like it's sad because it's like you know at a time when like there's kind of an iconic kind of like TV like euphoria and things where these like teens are wearing like really experimental cool makeup they're and just, also like Sabrina, like the cast, like the yeah, you know, the, the, yeah. Uh, the what's the uh, 
the one with the short hair, the mixed race. Yeah. Woman. Like she, she, she's in the school uniform, but she always looks like looks, really like yeah, kind of tailored and, and like, iconic. It doesn't look very fashionable. And I think that's sad because that's one of the most amazing things about the original is that the, the fashion is so yeah. interesting and cool. And it, it looks a little bit cheesy and kind of like, I don't know, mainstream. Yeah. Like, yeah. is it like Barbie playhouse or something? I don't know. Um, but I mean, you, 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 how, I don't know how much you can tell from like you know that much time, but uh, and, but it's just the stills I've seen with a little like stuck on gems. It's like, uh, oh babes, yeah. <laughs> that's not how witches do it. Yeah, <laughs> get, get a stylist. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we'll find out in the next episode once we've watched it. We will, um, which will be fun. Great. It's time for the spoopy bit. Uh, so in honour of the craft, uh, I would like to talk to you about the practice of witch pricking. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so let me take you back to 1600s. And uh, to 1600s. Take me back, please. <laughs> to the 1600s in Scotland. <gasps> um, so uh, witch pricking... Uh, was a practice with which I'll tell you about which I'll, I'll tell you more. Uh, which I'll prick you. Which, 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 which yeah. Um, but witch pricking and witch hunting more broadly were a man's trade. Oh, yes. um, you didn't get any women witch hunters. Um, and I, I want to tell you particularly about a man called John Dixon. Um, he was a witch pricker. Um, and his job of identifying witches uh, was worth six shillings a day. And Ooh. for every witch that was identified, it was six Scottish pounds per witch. Um, so it's quite a, a lucrative uh, job. Scotland, I wonder how many haggises you could have bought for that <laughs> Who money. Who knows? Or kilts, perhaps. <laughs> or bagpipes. <laughs> or xenophobia. Um, no, I don't know her. <laughs> Um, the, uh, so the purpose of witch pricking was to identify the devil's mark. <laughs> witch pricking. <laughs> witch pricking. Okay, on. Um, and the devil's mark was a spot on the body where a pin could be slipped into the skin without any blood or without the accused witch feeling any pain. Mm. Um, the accused, uh, would mostly, who was mostly a woman, uh, would be stripped and shaved completely all over. And then the pricking would begin. Um, oh. And they'd be repeatedly pricked with a pin until the so-called devil's mark was found. Oh, so it wasn't actually like a mark. It was just like an area where the... It, it was an absence of pain or blood. Ah. Yeah. Um, the pin was several inches long um, and the process oh, would often take place in public. Um, uh, so in a society and a time that valued modesty, many women who'd been stripped and shaved in front of an audience... Uh, would give false confessions just to end the kind of humiliating d- abuse. Um, or they would pass out from the pain and therefore be unable to cry out in pain when, when they, they were pricked. pricked. Yeah. Um, so much like the kind of dunking in rivers donuts, and stuff. Yeah. Dunking donuts. It, it, the odds were really stacked against you if you were accused as a witch. Yeah, it's not a good time to be a witch, is mm. it? So John Dixon's most famous case, uh, which, well, it's assumed that he was part of this case uh, because of the location and the time. Uh, was uh, a woman called Isabel Gaudi. 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 So um, Gaudi is uh, known for making a series of very detailed confessions about her pact with the devil and her use of malicious magic, uh, which includes unearthing a child's corpse from its grave uh, as part of an incantation to spoil the crops of a neighbour oh. um, by ensuring that only thistles and briars could grow in places. Oh, not crops. briars. Briars, yes. Um <laughs> She uh, she also gave uh, detailed accounts of making effigies of the sons 
of a laird, uh, which is a Scottish equivalent of a, a lord, and it basically just means like a gen, landed gentry. So you're just saying um, it differently. A laird. Oh, a lovely laird. <laughs> um, so she would make them out of clay, uh, and she would knead the clay until it was, and I quote, um, very hard, like rye meal. Oh, um, right. And then uh, she gave it, quote, all the marks and parts of a child, such as a head, eyes, nose, hands, feet, mouth, and little lips. I think you say a little peen. And then she went on to say, the hands of it would be folded down by its side like a scone or a suckling pig. What? <laughs> <laughs> the arms of a scone. <laughs> Uh, she would then burn the effigies and recite an incantation which would lead to death or serious illness for the landowner's sons. Um, in her confessions, she also spoke about her coven, um, who were waited on by spirits who were dressed in yellow and green. And the, the names of the spirits included <clears throat> Thomas the Fairy, <laughs> um, Pickle Nearest the Wind, oh. <laughs> and my favourite, uh, Over the Dyke with It. <laughs> What is that name? It's more of a statement than a name. <laughs> um, her most graphic confession was about the first time she encountered the devil. Uh, she described him as very cold, with forked and cloven feet. And he put his mark on her shoulder and sucked her blood. And to return the favour, she kissed his anus. Ah! <laughs> I've seen that in lots of drawings about demonology. They have yeah. kissing bums. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, devil... Analingus. Yeah. <laughs> rim, rim and the devil. Like many supposed witches, it's likely that her confession was coerced and that she had false memories implanted in her. Um, although I did find another case, uh, which I think was another Scottish one actually, where um, the uh, like some of the women who were like uh, kind of coerced into this ended up just kind of trolling people. And one of them called her uh, called her pet cat Satan. <laughs> um, so it's unknown what happened to Gaudi, which is not unusual because records from the time were patchy. But it's likely that she was strangled and burned to the stake uh, in front of a baying and superstitious mob. Oh, those um, mobs. We do, however, know what happened to the prolific witch pricker John Dixon. Did he get pricked? Uh, he didn't. Oh. But he Dixon pricked a man uh, called John Hay. Hey, uh, hey, dude. Don't prick me. <laughs> um, and John Hay turned out to be a court messenger and he bore the royal coat of arms. And he was equipped with legal knowledge and successfully petitioned uh, the government for Dixon's arrest. Oh. Dixon was imprisoned in the toll booth of Edinburgh where it was discovered that John Dixon was in fact a woman <gasps> called Christian Caldwell or Cadell. Um, who'd been disguising herself as a man in order to be a witch pricker, uh, because only men were able to do it. Um, Even if anyone had had any suspicions about her true identity, it's unlikely that they would have said anything, because as witch hunters, uh, they had great influence and could really make your life really quite awful. Um, So Cadell was sentenced to be transported to the plantations of Barbados as punishment, um, which were fever-ridden, and she would also be expected to live and work in kind of brutal slave-esque conditions. Right. Um, and she was transported there on the 4th of May, 1663, uh, which was also the same day that her final victims that she'd identified as witches were burnt at the stake. Oh. Um, 
And it's likely that she was responsible, during her time as a witch pricker, that she was responsible for the death of around 10 innocent women. I think you said tens of thousands. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like <laughs> But, I mean, that's enough. Really. It, it is enough. Um, so that's the story of the cross-dressing witch pricker. Wow. Oh, um, that's very interesting. I wonder what drew her to, to, to get... Well, it's probably the money, To witch prickery. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Witch prickery. But also, I wonder if a bit of it was just like... Because it was so rife accusing people of being witches, especially in these kind of like small, very... Um, like kind of farm, landy, rural places, mm. that it was probably safer to masquerade as a man because you're less. That's I mean, men true. could be accused of witches, but it was so uh, so much less likely. Oh. And one of the main reasons it said uh, in Scotland that people would accuse people of being witches was because following the Civil War, the uh, uh, the cost of uh, I can't remember exactly, but it was something like the cost of being a landowner became so much higher that. Uh, that they would, that landowners would accuse their own staff of being witches as a way to get rid of them. Like fire them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Just fire them. Just like, would you like voluntary redundancy or would you like to be burned at the stake? Would stage? you like the witch prickery? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's the tale of I love witch prickery story. and de- devil rimming. I wonder what, yeah, I want to know more about her backstory, but I guess there's not any information. The, no, that is, I've pretty much told you everything there is no, known about imagine. apart from the fact that when. The only detail I missed out was that when she, uh, when the the guy who she'd uh, pricked had um, she pegged um, <laughs> had um, had uh, petitioned for her to be arrested, uh, she went on the run for a while. She kind of got oh, out on of the lamb. yeah, as a as her, a woman. Oh. but then she was caught. Everyone caught, it all caught up with her. But it wasn't until she was back in that she was in prison where it was revealed that she was a woman. Oh, so she must have been quite a mannish woman. Yeah, she. I, I wonder if she was quite androgynous or... Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that was Christian... Oh, that's, that's a very good story. Thank, Thank you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Thank you. If you're enjoying Bloody Marys, please subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends.